0: My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. As you know, this Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent, a very short Advent. I think the shortest it can be. And um, and I thought we would prepare ourselves for this important season in this time of prayer by looking at the gospel of Sunday's Mass, because the liturgy really is always the best place to start. A great guide really given us by the Holy Spirit, and it begins with Jesus saying this, Jesus said to his disciples, be on your guard, stay awake, because you never know when the time will come. But the funny thing is, we do know when the time will come, and that's on the 25th of December, so it's not quite accurate, you know exactly, Lord, when you, when you will come, but maybe in another way, our Lord is talking about grace. And he's talking about the way that Jesus comes in in many ways uh, a little inspiration in this time of prayer. And and therefore we do have to be awake, be receptive. What do you want to say to me, Lord, even now? In this time of prayer, I just never know when you will come, when you will inspire a little thought in my, in my mind, a little inspiration, a little affection, a resolution, the things that at the end of this, this time of prayer we're going to give thanks for. I give you thanks by God for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations. You never know. So in that sense, stay awake obviously in this meditation. Um, but stay awake the whole time, all of this Advent, like almost like it's a one big time of prayer. In this time of prayer, we're preparing for, for Mass. A Mass is a bit like a mini Christmas, um, because our Lord appears there on the altar. Some In some places, they have patterns with little designs of mangers on them to really drive home the point. Uh, the main the, the the pattern is like a manger, and the host is like the infant Jesus wrapped up, all in his little white uh, swaddling clothes, and, and so it's kind of nice that the the mass is a little little mini Christmas, and we're like the shepherds when we take our Lord and take the take him in in their arms. When we receive Jesus at the end of mass, but this then even this time of prayer is like a mini Advent. And what Jesus is saying is, first of all, stay awake and and then be receptive. How do you, what do do you, um, what will you hear from me in this time of preparation for that amazing moment when at the end of Mass we receive you, at the end of Advent, again we receive you as this tiny little child on, on Christmas Day? So, vigilance. That's why the theme of Advent is always vigilance. and It's not a scary vigilance. In a sense, you know, there are, there are these external similarities between Advent and Lent. And uh, they even used to talk about Advent as the Lent of winter, these kind of terms. But you could get it wrong a little bit. You know, because lent is, is a time of real penance. Advent is a time of expectation. Something wonderful is coming at this time, at the end of this. And I want to prepare myself for it. So I want to be vigilant. And they're kind of vigilance is to be awake. Makes, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing myself for a great event. And I suppose that's why a lady is, is really the, the perfect model for how we prepare, because we think of her preparing for the birth of Jesus. And she certainly looms large in, in Advent, and the Feast of the Immaculate Conception coming up. is I don't know if, the, if these things could be accidents, but the very fact that Our Lady is really firmly there at the outset of, of Advent, and even with the, the novena to the Immaculate Conception, uh, which begins just around the beginning of Advent, is okay, maybe not really an accident. Our Lady is showing us this is how to be vigilant, This is how to stay awake. Think of my vigilance. So that's the first thing. Stay awake. You you never know when the time will come. You never know when you will receive inspirations, affections, when I will say something to you. And over these couple of weeks of of Advent, kind of the same, you know. Then Jesus goes on in this gospel passage, it is like a man traveling abroad. He's gone from home and left his servants in charge, each with his own task. And he has told the doorkeeper to stay awake. Well, when we hear about doorkeepers, certainly I'm reminded of what our father says about the gatekeeper, which is the same as the doorkeeper. The gatekeeper of the interior life. Which, of course, he says, is silence. Silence. A doorkeeper, I suppose now we would say bouncer, but it just doesn't sound very kind of gospel-y. you gospel-y. Know, um, you know, that Jesus appointed, he told the bouncer to stay awake. Well, uh, it's not a nightclub, but, uh, but the same kind of job, really. The doorkeeper. Who gets in and who doesn't get in, or who gets thrown out for being rowdy inside, and that is a nice thought. I mean, because there is something about Advent which gives a special value to silence. Okay, at least, at least, kind of in theory, because obviously, you know, most people would laugh if they heard that and they said, well have you turned on Christmas FM?" Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of, of, uh, the last thing you could say with this period is that it's silent. And certainly when you're in town, it's already just throbbing, throbbing with parties and, well, besides unfortunately riots, but, but it's, it's, it's throbbing with, <coughs> with noise and with lights and with music and everything. Now, it is a little bit unfortunate, not, not to bemoan all that, it's a little bit unfortunate. It should be silence. And ideally, it should be a very... maybe the, with the decorations going up and all these things, um, but in this silent, silent expectation. That, that, that would be the ideal thing, a silent period of expectation, which on the night of the 24th of December suddenly kind of explodes into Christmas, car- Christmas carols and festivities and everything. We do, there is a carol, a type of carol for, for Advent, the Advent carol. There are, there are, they're more muted, less festive um, than the Christmas ones. But anyway, that's maybe a little bit um, utopian, you know, to, to wish for a silent Advent. But in a sense, it doesn't matter too much because the silence that really matters. Is a silence in the soul, a silence of our of our prayer? They're going to silence that one. We can kind of preserve, despite exterior noise. And and this is what is is. You could say Jesus is saying to the doorkeeper, you know, make sure the doorkeeper is at work in a particular way over this period. Guard a particular silence kind of relish maybe a a particular silence, contemplative and full of expectation for the coming of Jesus. We want you, Lord, to to come into a soul that has really been prepared. We always use the image of the stable having been... prepared by Our Lady in St. Joseph. You know, well, they didn't, perhaps, too long, but there's certain preparation. And even, there is the theory that the inn, or it's called a can, which is a kind of more like a, a, a site for, well, camels and tents and everything, an enclosure, but that, but the, the, the inn, when they got there, uh, Our Lady in St. Joseph uh, coming up to the 25th it was just too noisy it was just too it was, it was kind of bedlam really and and so they kind of said well they, they could have stayed there this is not the place for Jesus to be born, it's just too too chaotic it's not, not right, it wouldn't be fitting and so the cave even though it was much materially much poorer but actually in terms of that Silence was much more fitting. And we would hope, Lord, that well, it would be the same for me, you know, that, that I would have prepared in my, in my little soul, it's only a little cave, really, a little stable, but that through an extra silence over these couple of weeks, an extra effort at re- re- recovering contemplation or, or recollection, gathering ourselves is essentially like cleaning up the, the cave or the stable. You kind know, of moving out stuff and arranging stuff. So it's quite nice and filling that trough with with clean straw, all this kind of stuff. That is that's the kind of work that we have to do over these couple of weeks. We're given it, and it is, you know, it's a little bit more, a little bit more austere. The vestments, like on, on the first Sunday of Advent, the vestments go purple. Um, there's not so much singing. There's not so much you know, flowers on the altar. Everything's more muted. Everything's more more muted and, and silent. There's a little flash of color, on Gaudete Sunday, um, just like Laetare Sunday in, in Lent, but there's Gaudete Sunday, yeah, the third Sunday of Lent, and then it kind of disappears again. So very very muted. And you can say, well, that's the way. My soul should be whatever about the externals, because of somebody next door is playing Christmas FM or whatever. And, but still, internally, internally, this is what we want to achieve, and it's it's really really worthwhile. You know, it's but it's only it's only fitting that we would do that. Be recollected, but who's on the who's on the door? Silence. This above all interior silence, Maybe guarding. Times of, of the day, the afternoon, the nighttime, when we can be particularly silent. Maybe, maybe they should get a particular importance over this over this period, and maybe filled with aspirations. Come, Lord Jesus, or whatever we want to say. But I think there. Maybe they take on a particular importance for the next couple of weeks. The afternoon, we work quiet, more quietly. And the evening, nighttime, again that more. Intense period of silence. But because this Advent, all the more reason to guard them. This is the gatekeeper. And the gatekeeper of the interior life, silence. Then third little passage from this gospel. So stay awake, because you do not know when the master of the house is coming. Evening, midnight, crow dawn. If he comes unexpectedly, he must not find you asleep. when I say to you all, uh, what I say to you, I say to you all, stay awake. And again, this theme, which runs right through Advent, awake, vigilance. Cor me, cor vigilat, is one of these little um, phrases you see my heart is vigilant my heart is awake and i're going to be nice we could say in the, over the course of the couple of weeks of advent core main vigilant a bit like i don't know if, if something like this ha- happened to you but i certainly remember when my parents would head off on their summer holidays and that was typically like two weeks or something where we left in the responsible care of our elder siblings and um but I remember, we knew when they were more or less when they'd be coming, uh, like we knew in the evening, when they'd be driving back from the airport, and that we would be at the window upstairs, the kids, two or three of us, upstairs, uh, watching out and waiting for the car to turn in the gate. And I remember very very vividly, we were always about the end of August sometime, and you'd just be waiting, waiting, waiting. I'm waiting for the parents, but also waiting because you knew there'd be goodies as well. Mm-hmm. So that always came, so there'd be there be some nice presents from wherever they were. Uh, but is this. You, there's no way you were going to sleep. You know, it was a bit like Santa Claus, and so you're just waiting, 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 looking at the window. It's kind of kind of funny, and I think it's a kind of picture of that. We we wait, and and the ex, you know this, the, the excitement of this. But if you fell asleep, it'd be a funny thing. It's going to be a very bad sign. If you, you're kind of like saying, I couldn't care less. You know, I don't care. I, I prefer to sleep. You know, if you were able to sleep. these um, normally you're not able to sleep with that kind of feeling of expectation, that excitement. Um, that excitement which is kind of, it's kind of um, pleasant as well that the feeling of expectation is not... In that sense, you know, Advent is not penitential the way Lent is, because this feeling of expectation, it's kind of exi- exciting. Uh, there's a line, I forget the exact word that's used, but it's used in the important being er- earnest. They, where she's, well, One of the characters says, um, the, 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 the sense of expectation is killing me. I hope it lasts. So this this... That idea that um, it's it's actually pleasant, this this sense of expectation. And it is nice. God makes us wait. God makes us wait because it's good for us. And in fact, what it does is it kind of dilates the heart. You think of getting little children. You think of when you were a little kid waiting for Santa Claus and, and crossing off the days, you know, only twenty-five days to Christmas, you know. Only twenty-four days, and by the end of that, you're just fit to explode. You're just being almost torturing yourself with this expectation, you know. And something similar, something similar should be happening to us in in in, Adam, in a similar way that we do it for mass. Actually, we we have our brief uh, fasting, uh, partly not to confuse heavenly food with, with purely worldly food. But also, there is that sense of, I'm working up an appetite. Even now, in a certain sense, I'm working up an appetite to receive Jesus in, in Mass, um, to to heighten that sense of expectation, my appetite. And we do it for meals, Um you know, I'm sure, it certainly drove my mum You know that she's preparing a very important meal, and and that you, you know, she sees you snacking. You know, twenty minutes before the meal. You know, I was invited once to to a restaurant, very very kindly by by somebody, wanted to um, just anyway give me a bit of a treat of uh, going to a very expensive restaurant. And um, for, for a meal, two Michelin stars, um, you know, but I can, I can imagine, you, you know, if you arrived uh, munching a Mars bar, you know, it, it, it's just, my gosh, you know, that would just be awful, you, you know, besides, you spend all this money on, on this Michelin star food, and you're eating, a, you know, an 80-cent Mars bar. Yes, it, it, and it, there is a, that expectation. It's a bit like over Advent, we don't want to eat Mars bars. As in, don't you respect to Mars bars? We don't want to eat, we don't want to ruin our appetite for Christmas. And that was it's this kind of a spiritual appetite. And we don't want to ruin it by drowning it out by, you know, anyway, this is the way Ratzinger, Joseph Ratzinger puts it, which is kind of good. In today's consumer society, this period of Advent has unfortunately suffered a sort of commercial pollution the risk changing its authentic spirit <coughs> marked by recollection, moderation, and joy, which is not external but intimate. Very nice, the, these three little features that he gives of Advent, recollection, whatever the kind of silence, recollection. trying to attain more or deeper silence. Moderation is moderation. We moderate like we don't have the the thing that's going to spoil my appetite for our Lord. And therefore I don't don't fully appreciate him. Just like had I eaten a Mars bar ten minutes before that meal in the Michelin star restaurant, I just wouldn't have appreciated. I wouldn't have appreciated the wonderful food that we were about to have. And so it just wouldn't, it would have been a real pity. So there is that moderation. I'm moderating, is am preparing myself. I want to recognize just how wonderful what I'm receiving is. Again, a bit like receiving the Eucharist in a couple of minutes. I want to recognize. I don't want to, be, I'm going to confuse this with something much poorer, just ordinary food. Nothing in comparison the heavenly food, but if I could I could start confusing them not recognize the wonderful person that I'm to receive. Well I mean, the exact same for, for Christmas. And then and joy. He says the third kind of aspect is joy. So it is that's what that's why Lent Lent is not marked by joy. But Advent is the expectation, this joyful waiting, joyful expectation. Even the word expecting, you know, the same word is, is you talk about a woman is expecting, you know, which means, it doesn't mean oh, she's expecting a gift, she's expecting a child, she's pregnant. When you say a woman is, is expecting. But it's nice that it's actually precisely that word, because it brings up this idea of waiting, waiting, and we think precisely of our lady, she's waiting, she's expecting. Physically, she's expecting but you can imagine, when try to imagine, the the kind of preparation of Our Lady, which was certainly marked by recollection. Our Lady must have been very quiet, really, over those months, and especially coming up to the birth of Christ. Very quiet, very in a very nice way, but very recollected, moderation, and then and the joy. There is that joy of expectation. You know the preparation that we put in, and that Our Lady was. Kind of put it in, we can put it that way, for the birth of Jesus, but all marked by this expectation. So stay awake. So don't because we even even feel it, you know, even even physically, you know, you, you overdo it, you know, you overdo it, say overeat or something. It makes you it drowsy, it makes you it sleepy, and that kind of kind of happens. Like right? if we if we slake our senses, if you know, if we overdo it and in food or drink, or it just kind of makes it dull, the, the, the soul is not is sharp, it's not, certainly not awake, we become drowsy, we're falling asleep, but we don't, it would be like falling asleep in the middle of mass, which you know, I don't think you normally do, I hope, um, it would be kind of funny, you know, uh, so we don't want to fall asleep in the middle of Advent in this way, I want to be a wide, wide awake, preparing myself. And we ask Our Lady, thinking of that, her expectation, asking her, Mary, help me prepare for this. Help me to use this wonderful period we have, even though, okay, it's, there is that little barrier of, of all the, the part, things we have to go to, you know, the, and things we even organize, because that's just the way it is. There's no, I don't think there's any two ways around it. And in the short term, Advent is going to be Christmas FM and all these things for, for four weeks, but anyway but I want to be preparing myself. You know, and, and we could be asking our Lady, "Give us that, give us that recollectedness, which she had again with a lot of noise around her. We can differently the, the journey to Bethlehem, crowds, crowds of people in Bethlehem. Our Lady managing to maintain this beautiful interior recollectedness, this joyful expectation, thinking constantly, constantly about the child who is going to be born." Already, her heart dilating, her heart expanding. And and Joseph, likewise, <coughs> then preparing that place also physically, the, the physical preparation of, of the, the cave in Bethlehem. So we ask your lady, we ask St. Saint, Saint Joseph, have my heart
1: to be vigilant, full of expectation for the birth of Jesus. give you thanks, my God, for the good
0: resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My mother, Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.